A lack of moisture, dry conditions, and crop stress is having a major impact on crop production. On Friday, the Markets Farm team gave their July Markets Outlook Summit. Glendalee Allen Vossler took part in the virtual event and focuses in on senior markets analyst Mike Jubinville's presentation, which focuses in on oil seeds and pulses. Let's start with canola. Seeded acreage, uh, indeed, uh, up dramatically this year. One of the highest that we have on record, about 22.5 million acres planted this year. Again, one of the largest in history. But on the production side, uh, you know, the acres were planted in a, a timely fashion this spring, though a, a large part of the southern and into central and eastern parts of the prairies uh, entered this growing season with depleted soil moisture conditions. You know, central to northern Alberta uh, seemed to be in the best shape to start off the growing season. Uh, but dryness and the intense heat that came through June and into the first half of July has really impaired the crop, generally speaking, uh, at some pretty key reproductive phases of development. So uh, you know, we can see some recovery if we see regular moisture, moderating temperatures going out through the remainder of the growing season. Maybe if we have, hope for some favorable harvest weather. Uh, sure, that's possible. Uh, but there is already significant crop damage already done, in my opinion, with uh, certainly some irreversible yield loss. So right now I'm using 17 million tons in terms of uh, crop potential for this year. Uh, there's plenty of talk in the marketplace of being even less than that. Uh, and to be frank, I'm really at 16 million tons in my own mind right now. Uh, but trying to, again, honestly, I'm working through the numbers, trying to make the supply-demand balance tables work on a 16 million ton or less crop uh, is a real challenge. You know, even with 17 million tons, uh, there are important and regular customers of Canadian canola who simply will not see their orders filled this year and the year ahead as the supply is just not going to be there. From canola, we move into pulses, starting with peas. On the production side, uh, we're forecasting in the area about 3.5 million tons this year and certainly uh, well down from the, the previous two years on that. So we, we again, we are looking at a tightening inventory develop. Uh, in terms of the Asian demand for Canadian peas, as you can see, China remains the, the 800-pound gorilla of demand for Canadian peas, mostly on the yellow side. Uh, as the uniqueness of the pea situation is such that, that as Canadian production is set back this year and prices build towards that, you know, into that $10 a bushel area, maybe a little bit better, uh, I sense there's going to be an element of equilibrium developing from the demand side. Uh, by that, I mean China buying starting to easing up in order to compensate. Uh, that's because, at least from the Chinese perspective, I'm looking for these protein meal environments. There's maybe some other cheaper choices that exist for them to explore. So, to me, this sort of underscores how tethered Canadian pea demand is to China. And you can see on the purple aspect of those bars, they make up the, the vast majority of, of where are Canadian peas that go for export on where they go. So to me, this is uh, one of the possible headwinds that I see developing on our peace side of things, assuming again that the Canadian crop does not deteriorate any further from where we are today. On the greens, um, I think we're looking at a transition year from one of relative supply abundance 
to relative supply tightness, you know, as the production loss situation uh, becomes more clearly known. Uh, the next discussion ought to be on to what extent, uh, you know, what this um, heat and dryness, uh, bright sunlight and such is going to do for localized bleaching on the greens. And I think that's something we'll have to be watching for uh, as we approach the harvest season. Nonetheless, pea ending stocks, again, still the situation is, is looking quite tight. Uh, cash prices. Uh, Saskatchewan-based bids, uh, $10 a bushel, maybe just less in, in pretty much all areas, and you're into $10, maybe a little bit better in Alberta and such. Uh, that's where that market is, at least at this point in time, until we get a better reflection as to what the strength of, uh, of China demand potentially could be with us. Last commodity I'm going to look at here is on the lentils. Uh, production, I'm estimating right now at about 245 million tons um, under what we were producing last year, even though the acres that went into lentils this year were pretty much the same as they were last year, maybe even a little bit higher. Uh, but I think the the dryness issues, uh, you know, certainly impacted yield. But when it comes to lentils, uh, they're probably better able to handle the dryer than, than a lot of other crops. Uh, but, you know, this crop, you know, like all others, is is still struggling as well. On the export side of things, uh, demand for lentils is is very much tied to expectations of buying from India. From a stock's point of view still, uh, Canada's uh, year-end supplies are going to be tight again this year. And again, uh, as the theme is, that uh, that's going to be case for uh, most commodities for the year ahead. Uh, red lentil pricing uh, since bottoming out about two years ago has been trending higher. You know, we were in that sub $20 a cent a pound range, and now we're in that 33 34 for new crop September, December delivery, uh, even using uh, employing an active God program on that as well. Uh, for the large green lentils, um, in that 35, 35 36 uh, Sent a pound area with Act of God for fall delivery. Though I have heard bids that just this week that got as high as 40 cents, uh, but I'm going to have to do a little work to, to confirm that. In our view, um, Lent, uh, India is still probably going to be in a deficit situation when it comes to lentils over the coming year. We And if we assume that's correct, then the market and the political forces that are instituted, that are employing the policy against uh, and for imports into India, those are probably going to eventually come together to hopefully facilitate some trade uh, as the marketing year progresses into, into the new crop year. To me, the thing about lentils is one where a lot of importers around the world really watch what India is doing. And they'll base their own buying initiatives based on how aggressive India may or may not be in the marketplace. This was just a short segment of Mike Jubinville's presentation. To find out more of his thoughts on what's happening with the markets, be sure and check out the Markets Farm website. For Golden West, 
I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.